Welcome to the 150K Podcast, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Have you ever had a dream of being successful, living a life you love? If so, this podcast is for you. From practical applications to tools to help you level up, I am going to open up my network of success so that you can achieve your life by design. So sit back, grab your pen, and get ready to level up. Welcome back to the 150K Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Today, I have a special guest, Caitlin Young of Social Media Doctor. Now, here's the crazy thing. We've known each other for a couple of years now, been in kind of the same circles, some of the same people like Thomas Keaton, Chris Whitehead, that group, but we've never really even gotten to talk. And then a couple of weeks ago, I found out because I was up in Michigan after my sister passed, we're fellow Michiganders. You live in Grand Rapids. I grew up in Kalamazoo. So it's like a small world. But for people that don't know you and, and what you do, give them a little bit of your background, what you do, and what is even a social media doctor? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to be on here and talk to you. Um, a little bit about me. Um, basically, I uh, ha- went from Walmart employee to business owner in a year and a half. Um, I you know, knew I had more to give. I just didn't know where to start with that. And uh, thankfully being surrounded by people like Chris Whitehead and people like that, that saw my potential, I was willing to go all in on myself. Um, I'm married to my husband, Scott. We have five fur kids. We have two dogs, three cats and um, social media doctors. So what that is, is uh, I help people take their brands and you know, how you see all the regular like Canva images, like it gets old, right? You see the same Mm -hmm. brand over brand over brand. Um, My job is to put the heart back into social media. So we basically take a brand and we craft the message to the person's core values, their mission statement, um, their business identity. And then we craft the brand from there and kind of act like the the doctor because we have to kind of play, uh, fix it up first. And then we're able to take that brand and basically thrive organically on social media. So that's kind of just a short synopsis. Yeah, no, I love it. But here you blew over this part, which I, I, I'm intrigued. So I'm in sales. I'm into this type of stuff, but you said Mm -hmm. I was a Walmart employee and now I'm a badass sales and marketing expert. How did you do that? Because there's a lot of people out there that have a dream, but they never actually stepped into their dream or toward their dream or any of that. So let's start there. How did you even go from dream to now you're taking people's social media and, you know, fixing it and giving it life and vibrance and, you know, more color for lack of better term. Yeah. So, um, after I had, so I had a mental breakdown about five years ago where I kind of just, um, I, I got instituted in a mental facility because I tried to end my life. And so I was kind of down. Um, but then I realized, you know, I had kind of this God moment where I realized that I'm put here for a purpose and that I needed to go after that purpose. And so that led me to starting at Walmart. I started to work on my mental health, my physical health, things like that. And then I focused, my focus after being a little bit more stable was to work on a different career. So I went from Walmart employee to insurance because I was like, hey, mm-hmm. what, why not, right? And uh, that's where I kind of fell in love along the path with social media because I was branding myself as an insurance agent. I was branding myself as this and that. And I fell in love with it. And I kept seeing people... Um, being taken advantage of by social media 
marketing agencies that said, oh yeah, we'll grow your social media, but they were doing the exact same thing for each and every one of them instead of making it unique to their brand. And then they were wondering why they weren't getting the results. So I decided, um, you know, I decided, okay, we're going to go all in on this after talking to some people, after having multiple people approach me uh, saying, hey, I'd like you to do my social media. I was like, okay, this is obviously a sign. This is where I need to go. And uh, that led me down the path of um, starting, you know, a social media agency out of my living room, just kind of, you know, uh, managing people's small accounts at first. And uh, that's grown very quickly into now I have a multi six figure business that uh, is thriving. So, and that's all really comes down to the mindset part mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, um, you know, what mindset do I have to build and grow to get to that next level? Yeah, I've, you know, invested more money into coaches and people that can help me grow than anything else because I know that's the piece that grows the rest of it. Yeah, no, I love that. Cause like my sales coaching business is based off of what you said. Instead of doing the cookie cutter Grant Cardone or Jordan Belford approach, I go in and I actually fix their systems, get everything set up. So it's kind of that same idea. I'm customizing it to help them. I love that. But you said some other things here that just are like hit, and you just say them so nonchalantly, but they're big. You were at a point in your life where you were at rock bottom. And then yeah. Your words in general, you had a God moment that pretty much got you back on purpose, passion, plan, what you needed to do. And then you just started moving forward each and every day. Like you just got a little bit better each and every day, a little bit better each and every day. And at first you're branding yourself like, oh, well, I can try it this way and I can try it that way. And then people started reaching out to you saying, hey, Caitlin, help me out here. Can you help me do it? And you started doing that. And then you found that passion to help them. And you built this into a six-figure business in how long? Um. So it... In, in a year and a half, um, a year and a half, a year and a half, and I have a multi six figure business now mm-hmm. um, that's growing. I have uh, you know a team of four. It's not just me anymore. I have uh, two content creators and a COO. Uh, so it's been a huge blessing. That I'm like super grateful for because um, I've had the right people put in my life because I never quit on me. That's the key to this all is um, when you decide that you are worth it. And you decide that there is a purpose and a passion and, uh, you know, something that's worth fighting for, you you can't quit on yourself. You, it's like a innate drive that when you fall down, you get right back up. It's like, okay, what did we do wrong this time? Let's learn the lesson and let's keep going. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. That's like the key to entrepreneurship because it's a 90% fail rate. But if you don't quit, you win. And... I- the, again, I love how you're just like, it's just like, this is, and this just happened. But in reality, people, there's tons of people out there listening to this show that would love to be where you're at. If you make over 100,000 a year, you're in top 30% of income earners in the world. If you make over 150,000 a year, you're in top 10%. And yeah. the percentage of that really is like over 100%, I think is only 18% of, of income earners in the world. 150, you're down to, like I said, 10%. That's crazy. But you said something that I think people, Tell me if this is what you think. Success is boring. It's doing the right things over and over again with the expected result at the end that most people aren't willing to do. And what I found in my career and what I've done is that the more I do the right things that I need to do, even if they're not as exciting and fun or sexy or whatever, that the Lambo, whatever garbage, I'm getting results for my clients and for me. Is that kind of how that that works with you? Because you talked about mental toughness, but I want to dig into that a little bit more. I want to pick your brain on that one. 
Yeah, um, you're, you nailed it on the head. So especially in the marketing industry, you see all these fancy ads of like, I can get you so many, so many leads in like five days or something ridiculous, right? But the thing that those things miss, and it's the same with entrepreneurship, is it's the shiny optic syndrome, right? It's that quick fix. We think, oh, we'll just do this quick fix and it'll solve all our problems. We'll be fine. But the issue is, is when that quick fix is dry, you're still back at square one. Whereas if you're doing social media marketing or anything correctly, you're building the brand over time, right? You're building mm -hmm. the same with mental toughness. You know, you're building that toughness over time. You're building the mindset over time. Like it, I, it didn't take me five minutes to get my mental state intact. This has been a five year journey of like, you know, me really diving in, me having hard conversations with my coaches and, you know, having to go through like losing it all because mm -hmm. there have been times where I've literally lost everything, had to have someone else pay my rent. And like, it was a mess. Like talk about embarrassing approaching like someone that you trust and being like, yeah, I can't pay my rent, you know? Um, but to go from there to being here now, it's not a cakewalk, but it's worth it. Yeah, but I love, there's so many golden nuggets, I call them golden nuggets, in there. One, you learn, but two, you had a group of people around you, and I think the people that surround you and that you connect with are there to help you. Like you said, you kept going to your coaches, and they had to have difficult conversations with you. So these weren't cheerleaders. These were people that spoke into your life and said, hey, Caitlin, you need to fix this, or hey, Caitlin, let's address this. But you also said you did the inner work, because I have a buddy, his name is George Brown, he says his entrepreneurship is the greatest self-help, self-improvement thing you can ever get into because everything stops on you. And I know within me, within the 18 years I've done sales, I've had that ups and downs and changes and all. But how did you, how did you, like you talked about mental toughness, but were there certain books you learned or were there certain techniques you do? Like, do you have a routine? How does that, how do you build the mental toughness for you? So at first I subscribed to the, forget your excuses mentality. And that got me nowhere, to be honest. Um, because the thing is, is that, yeah, you know, we can't make excuses for what we do. But at the same time, um, you have to be able to give yourself grace. You have mm -hmm. to be able to step back and go, yeah, I messed up here. But you know what, there's a deeper wounding that is causing me to keep having this pattern. There's a deeper cut from childhood from whatever you know that is causing this pattern over and over again if you gloss it over with oh it's just an excuse you know and not take care of the root of the problem you're going to keep seeing that problem come up over and over again that's something I learned from my mentor Catherine Tag. she's um like my coach and she's amazing and the thing is is that she has not only like coached me, but she's guided me. And that's the difference that entrepreneurs need. So they don't just need a coach. They don't need just a friend. They need someone that's willing to stand with them in the muck mm -hmm. and go, hey, I'm here for you. We are going to get through this together and guide instead of like, oh, you're doing it wrong. Oh, you're doing this wrong. You know, giving ourselves grace to be human, to realize that we're dealing with inner traumas from our past that we never dealt with. And then learning how to feel and move through them is how I was able to um, grow so quickly in all areas of life because I was able to 
deal with the traumas as they were happening instead of shoving them down like we're so good at doing. Yeah, no, and I love that because again, I'm in the sales world, I'm in the entrepreneurial space, I'm in the F your excuses culture where they just hide through the mask and push through and grind, grind, grind. But like you said, the universe and God still can keep bringing that back up to you until you address it, until you do the inner work. My friend Brian Bogart talks about fixing your trash, getting rid of the trash from your past that's holding you back from what you're doing. And I love that you have someone in your in your world that does this because I think a lot of entrepreneurs try to do the David Goggins method. And I like David Goggins, don't take it wrong, but not everyone can do the David Goggins, just push through. Yeah. You have to find out, well, what works for you? And I have found, and I think you might agree with this, but I just want your thoughts. I found that me actually slowing down, doing a stillness practice or meditating, taking time to refill myself, just doing certain things each and every day to move my needles. It's been more effective than my old school. I'm going to grind from 9 a.m. or from 8, 6 a.m. to midnight and do all the crazy and just push, push, push through. Is that kind of what when you went through this process, you started to learn or? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there's still time for grind and stuff. Um, I mean, I am like the most guilty about not taking time off. Like I literally just took a day off yesterday. Yeah, I saw. I saw. Good. December. <laughs> but the thing is, is I've learned how to give myself um grace in the grind so whether that be okay I have been working 12 hours I need to take a nap tomorrow you know I I take that nap you know the things that are nourishing my body my soul my spirit those kind of things take priority within my business so they are part of my daily ritual my daily uh routine Mm -hmm. instead of making it the I'll get to it after I get done with all this. You know, there's always going to be work there. It's always going to be there. You yourself need to be present for you too in the process. No, I love that. So do you have like a, like when you said daily routine, do you do like a morning and afternoon and night routine? Or is it just uh, certain things that you do every day to be successful? What would those be? Um, It's certain things I do every day to be successful. I've gotten more into a routine so my husband works second shift. And so we have a little bit different um, timeline than most entrepreneurs because, you know, the whole get up at 6 a.m., 4 a.m., whatever. That's not us. We, mm-hmm. I get up at 8.30, but I go to bed at 2 a.m., right? Yeah. Yep. So it's a different culture. But the thing is, is I give myself an hour, hour and a half in the morning to just be present, to wake up, to smell the coffee, <laughs> so yep. you know, to take a warm bath, whatever it be, and just self-care for an hour and a half before I start my day, you know, get some breakfast, things like that. And I'm just taking that hour and a half for me. Once, um, you know, that hour and a half is over, then I dive into the work, you know, I get into routine, things like that. But then I have an alarm set for later on, you know, I'll uh, make sure I eat lunch, things like that, or uh, go for a walk with the dogs. I always try to get some kind of physical movement in and then um you know I always have like a candle lit throughout my whole day where it's just you know something to remind me you know to bring my inner work into the work Mm -hmm. no I love that I do I think and it's life by design I've talked to I've dropped 140 episodes this would probably be 148 if I remember right like adding in my head of when they drop out and everyone has a different thing but the thing is if they have a consistent thing that they do that helps them get into momentum and flow it's not 
you can't just cookie cutter everything because you have like the homosis of the world that just work. That's what they do or the Gary V's. Then you have like Tim Ferriss who has everything planned out. It doesn't matter. They're both successful. You just have to do what works for you. But I want to exactly. go back to this because I this I kind of got this vibe from you. I know you are the social media doctor and you're doing all that. But when you talk about helping people on that inner work stuff and them changing their aspects and all, is that something in the future that, or maybe you do it now that I don't know, that you're looking to get into and do? Because you like lit up when you said that. Yeah, so um, long-term plan, they go hand in hand. So when I'm branding with someone, um, I'm always, you know, giving real life advice and things that I've helped work. So when I'm working with a client, you know, for social media, I'm giving them, you know, the same kind of advice where it's, you know, hey, you need to make a video, set your timer for this time. And then, you know, if that's hard, giving them advice around that. But the thing is, is my goal is to have a retreat center. My goal is to have a place that um, I can help entrepreneurs re relight themselves, you know, reignite themselves. Uh, that's the eventual absolute goal uh, in the future. I love it. No, I love it. It was just, it was like, I read people for a living, like as a salesperson, that's what I do. But like yeah. you were talking about the social media and you're like, I'm into it. But then when you start talking about helping people and stuff, it's like you just lit up like a Christmas tree. Like it was just like your eyes lit up a little bit more. And now and I was like, oh, maybe this is something. That's why I wanted to ask that question because it, it intrigued yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Helping people is what lights me up in any capacity. Like I just get so excited to see people win. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and so like, I just recently launched my social media coaching business, right. Cause I'm helping people do that. Cause there's so many contractors and realtors and people out there that, uh, can't afford someone to do it for them, but they want the knowledge for, to mm -hmm. do it for themselves. So, you know, I made that, um, and then, you know, helping people brand themselves They're, I'm not just helping them make a brand. I'm helping them come up with core values. I'm helping them come up with mission statements, helping them come up with their brand's identity. And that's, that makes me super excited because I'm putting their message to kind of a wall, kind of to like, okay, this is who I am. And they mm -hmm. helping them discover that because a lot of times entrepreneurs don't realize who they are until we do that. Yeah, no, I agree. So are you more of the integrator or are you more of the visionary? I'm a visionary, 100%. Um, <laughs> my visionary score is 96 yeah. uh, and my integrator score is 26. That's why I had to hire Brianne. Um, she is my COO and she's a kick-ass COO. She handles my visionary like ideas I get every other minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like for me, I definitely am on the visionary side. I can, when I train people because I have to train systems and processes, I can do that, but it's more of building it on what they do. But no, I love that. I like to do this in the middle because this way people f can find you easier. Where can they find you at if they wanted to say, hey, I want to work with you. I want to follow you. I want to engage in your content. Yeah. So um, smdoctor.com is my email. Uh, sorry, my website. Uh, but I'm on all the socials, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, like you name it, I'm on it. So uh, just Caitlin Young official at most of them is where you can find me. Cool. Perfect. So I like that. I want to shift a little bit more back into the social media aspect for maybe people like, as you said, you have a course and maybe this will lead them to the course. But if someone came up to you and said, hey, I want to do a 
business on coaching women how to be healthy or any business, what would be the first few things you would say you need to do to start building a brand? So the very first thing anyone should do when they build their brand is ask why, Um, you know, ask the why behind it. Why do I want to make this brand? Why do I want to get into this business? Why do I want to do that? And then write it down because that's going to help craft your mission statement, which is the next step, you know, okay, what is your mission on this earth? What, um, you know, what do you hope to give uh, your clients? What do you hope your business to give you? What do you hope to give the community? And what do you hope uh, to give the universe? You know, ask yourself those questions. And then also, you know, ask yourself, okay, where are my core values? Those are going to be your guidelines for your whole business, right? Is um, for me, like our business, our spells rare and it's uh, raw integrity, always get back up and make it right. Everyone benefits, um, respect the individual. Like those are our core values and they tell my employees and my clients, like this is how we operate, right? And so when we're making content and stuff like that, we can always refer back to, okay, this is how this business operates. We need to make content that reflects that because what you're doing really is training your audience about who you are, what you do and what they can expect from you. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that a lot. Cause like my tagline for this, so like I have it for my podcast. I have it for my sales coaching, but my podcast tagline is really simple. We help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. And that exactly. encompasses that whole brand and stuff. And then I'm always, I always talk about, I don't know if I've actually written out my core values, but it's relationship. It's like relationships, integrity, doing the right thing first, give before you take That's kind of my brand, what I do. You just made me start thinking about, have I actually written it out? And then on the coaching side, it's pretty much similar to the same thing, except for that I'm going to help them scale their business or whatever. No, I love that. So do, when you do reels and stuff, so looking at your reels, do you do you give people the idea, do you want them to do always educational reels or do you have them mix in some funny reels or is it just brand specific? Because I know like I know some people that are very much, they're always business, they're always just that that's their brand. And there's other people that have kind of a mixture, they'll do a funny thing or they'll do a mess up. What do you, do you do it off the person or is that like, what style yeah. do you go with? So that goes with um, depending on their brand. Like there are certain people that are like, I will never do anything silly like it needs to be all professional then yeah we're doing more educational pieces we're doing more call to actions we're doing more of those um teaching kind of reels for mm-hmm. people like me I like both so I have some funny dog videos right in there yep. they're like making people laugh but then I also have reels that are like educating people on how to actually make content mm-hmm. um, very rarely will I have a reel coming right out that says buy my stuff right like most of it's uh educating people and in the process i've gained clients from that because that value given is value earned it's the law of reciprocity yeah yeah it's a jab 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 cross yeah like it i've learned that i think because i do probably one or two reels a day like i like reels and i like talking so that's easy for me to do and i do content and i think in the past week and a half one of them had an offer in it. The rest of it had either content on like value given or sales stuff or funny things I did over the weekend or whatever. It's because I'm trying to develop that human connection with them. 
so yeah. they know, hey, you know what? Caitlin and Joe can both make over 100K. They're not superstar movie producers. They're normal, cool people. Now I can. That's kind of what I'm trying to do. Not that you're normal. I shouldn't say that. I'm normal. Well, I'm not normal either. But anyway, you know what I mean? No I wanna, normal. I want to so give, good. at least I want to give them the idea or the hope that they can, you know, take something and start building it and start betting on themselves and that they don't have to be this super flashy person. They don't have to rent fake Lambos and do stupid stuff that no one really cares about because at the end of the day, they might hire you for that. But if you don't get the results, they're going to fire you just as quick. So exactly, exactly. I'm all about the authenticity piece. Like, you know, there's so many people out there that'll buy followers to, you know, make their brand and things like that. But the thing is, it always comes back to bite them. It always mm-hmm. comes back in some way to bite them, where if you start authentically, yeah, it might take a little bit longer, but it's going to last longer, too. Oh, and yeah. you're going to have a brand that no one can take away from you. Well, and I love that because here's a funny story. I had a regular Instagram in my name, and I started the podcast, and I decided last April to start the 150K Instagram part, two, And that's why I was funny with thing. And I had like 200 people. And I've fought like hell the past year. So it's no, it's been about a year now. And I'm at 825, but they're all my people and they engage with me and they interact. And it's not like the fluffy. I don't like bots. I don't want the fake follower stuff. But yep. I found that I've gotten some really cool people on here on my show. They might only have a thousand, maybe they have 10,000 or less followers on Instagram, but they have so much more impact and value. I've had people on my show that had way more followers. And I was like, why do I have you on my show? This is not good. You know, it's it's always yeah. about having that community, having the impact. Because do you want vanity metrics or do you want to have impact? And I always, I love relationship, always lean toward impact first. Exactly, exactly. And I feel the same way on that impact over, you know, the vanity and the, oh, I have followers, you know. Like followers don't pay the bills, you know, no. it, it's the people you impact and are able to help that pay your bills. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then the other cool thing that I'm starting to run into, and I'm just wondering, cause you're the, you're the branding expert and all this. I was doing a bunch, 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 bunch online, but then I started getting people in my local community and people that knew me reaching out. And now I've started actually doing stuff with like local people in the DFW area I'm in, but the branding online helped it, but even be able to go and do that network thing. Do you, do you teach people to do a little bit of both to make sure they're still getting into the community or how do you, how do you address that? So I encourage my business owners to get on podcasts. Um, You know, I join podcast groups, get them on podcasts, you know, encourage them to connect with others, Uh, live events. I encourage them to go to Mm -hmm. those. Um, I myself go like at least once a month, it seems like this year to some kind of networking event. Um, and that's mainly not only to uh, grow my pipeline, uh, get to know people, but it's also to grow my knowledge because we're constantly learning and growing ourselves. Um, You know, there's no limit to how far we can go. Uh, That's just something I subscribe to is to never stop learning. Yeah, no, no, I'm with you. I, uh, I try to go to at least a big event, what I call big event, like one of my friends events once a quarter, and then I go to like local events and stuff like that. And then I'm always on podcasts. Like I, I don't podcast swap when I invite someone like, Hey, you come on my show, no expectations, but I end up getting invited on another podcast because there's, I'm not like trying to take from them, but I love mm-hmm. that podcast community. When you get into it and they know you're genuine and authentic, it, it's great. Yeah. A hundred percent. 
And like, you know, for some of my business owners too, you know, we, we look at publicity people, you know, there's other ways, there's, there's tons of ways to grow. It depends on, you know, how new we are, like for the business owner I'm working with, if they're new to the whole social media realm, if there's someone that wants to go all in right away or, you know, take it mm -hmm. baby steps, it really depends on the person, but there's always endless possibilities of like different strategies we can use to help them grow. Yeah. And you want to grow with them. You don't want to hit a home run on the marketing for them. And all of a sudden they don't have the back end to support it. And all those exposures come in and go right out the back door because then that's not going to be helpful for either exactly. one of you. Exactly. And that's why I'm like, so, uh, I believe in organic marketing so much just because it grows with you, you know, it grows at your rate. Mm -hmm. Um, you, pour you know tons of money into ads things like that well ads can help boost and i do like use them here and there mm -hmm. um they shouldn't be your only source of marketing you need yeah. to have that organic so that way it grows with you well yeah and i i'm with you i subscribe to going deep instead of wide because someone's always going to have more money more budget whatever and they'll do the transactional but if you go deep with your community you'll have lifetime repeat customers because now we're friends now we're going to go do a retreat together. Now we're going to go do all this other stuff because we built life by design. So no, I love that. So I do want to know, because you say you're always learning, what book or books, you can say a couple of other words for you, have impacted you the most in your entrepreneurial journey? Ooh, um, I have so many. Probably, and I'm a little biased, but uh, Unfuck Your Business by Thomas Keenan. And then also... Um, Becoming Iconic by Chris Whitehead, and also Strength Through the Struggle by Dustin Johnson. Those are my top three. Uh, there's so many others that I've read and I've, you know, listened to podcasts, things like that, but those would definitely be my top three. Yeah, and, and I'm going to give them a plug as well, because I know all three of them personally at different levels. I'm going to say I'm best friends with them, but I know all three of them personally throughout, and they're all solid people, and they all will give you 100% true, genuine, authentic information and not try and take from you, which is huge. And I always like to, when I know the people that people say, I always like to throw my ring in or my hand in the ring too and say, yeah, no, yeah. I know these guys. They're, they're, they're solid. They're definitely sure. solid there. So I do want to ask you this question because you're, you're, you're a West Michigan girl and I'm from West Michigan as well. So if you want, you could go back in time as far as you want to go or forward in time as far as you want to go. You get to talk to one person, stay with them for a year, learn whatever you want, and then bring the knowledge back to present day. Where would you go? Who would you talk to? And what would you learn? Um, you know, I would probably go back and talk to... I would probably, you know, go back and talk to, oh my gosh, I'm having a blank here. Probably go and talk to Mother Teresa. That would be who I'd say. And the only reason is because she had such a giving mentality. I would want to be around that kind of energy for a year and see what it took for her to do that. Um, but and then I'd bring that back to present day, or I'd even go back to, you know, younger me and learn the lessons in real time. You know, that's the other place because I didn't have the ability to learn the lessons uh, that I have now. Mm -hmm. 
No, I love that. I love that. And it it's that, that's a good one. I've not had anyone say Mother Teresa, but I'm just thinking about what I know of you and your heart to help people and your compassion. That makes sense because you're like, she literally gave up everything to go help people. No one wanted to talk to you, you know, and not that you want to give up everything to go help people. No one wanted to talk to you, but you want to have the ability to help people and that genuine compassion. That's what I think of when I think of Mother Teresa, compassion, empathy, yeah, strength. That's exactly it. Yeah, no, I love that. Any other words of wisdom or anything we missed in the conversation that you wanted to leave our guest, our guest, well, leave our audience with? <laughs> um, you know, I would just say if you have a dream, if you have a passion, you know, to do something more, even if you don't know what that thing is yet, keep searching, keep going to different events, keep going to, um, you know, talking to people that are going after their passions, their dreams, listening to podcasts like this one. And, you know, growing your network, because the thing is, is it's going to be one event, one person, one, your one conversation away from discovering the life you've been going after. And once that conversation happens, you can't take that back. So go, go after it. Um, and don't stop to find it. I love that. I love that a lot. Caitlin, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate you and do what she said, go invest in yourself get a coach, go to an event, pick up a book, do a course, do something that moves you 1% closer to what you're trying to do and achieve because you have one life that you live in. And my pug is saying hello as well in the background. But until next time, have a wonderful, awesome day and go do and be.